Hey, welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We are very excited for today's show. Remember, new episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit the like button on this video as well as all our other videos. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Big Red Zone. And as always, tell a friend. This week, we have a very special guest. He's a friend of the pod, BB19 legend Kevin. Is here today. Uh, it was a great time having him on last last time, and it is offered to come on today. We just had the uh, Big Brother finale, which I know Danny Football was all excited about that uh, yesterday. So we'll talk about that, see what he's been up to in life. But all that and more on this week's episode of the Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Big Red Zone. I'm your host, Big Red. As always, I'm joined by Danny Football. How are we doing, Big Red? Good week. Great week. Great week. Um, we have a very special guest today. Uh, Kevin from BB19 is here, so I know we're very excited for that. And Danny Football quoted and said this is was his favorite episode of all time a couple weeks ago. So I know you're excited for today's episode, Danny. Very Football. excited. Very excited. Can't wait to hear about the dunk contests and other things we may not have gotten to last time. But welcome. First, it's great to see you. I know. Hey, it's nice been a... to see you, man. I'm out in LA. I'm here. I, I was here to support a group uh, from last year because they've been so supportive of me. And uh, so I'm out at the Hotel Hollywood and I'm here till tomorrow. But, you know, it's pretty cool. It's nice. They're nice people. Uh, you know, we watched the show together. But it's pretty weird, you know, because you know why? Because back home, it's three hours ahead. So oh, my daughters yeah. let me know what happened before. So we went to like a viewing party. And yeah. I mean, I think most of them, because they're young, everyone's young. Everyone knows how to use their phone. Uh, I think most of them knew what was going on. But uh, I don't know. I, I, what did you think of the season? Uh, I, I actually liked it. I, I, was a, I was a fan of the season. Um, I was rooting obviously for our guy Turner. Yeah, uh, I was rooting a mask guy. We were I was rooting for him and I thought he had a chance. he was almost there. He's a couple questions away from getting to the end. Mm -hmm. Uh I you don't know. know if he ne I don't know if he necessarily would have won if he made it to the end. No, he wouldn't have won. He both yeah. of them would have beat him. Yeah, but, so but I, Monty should have taken Turner instead of Taylor because he had shocked. no chance with Taylor. I, I was saying, I think I think it was like a week or two ago, I, I said, I mean, Taylor's going to beat whoever's left in the house. I thought she oh, just, absolutely. she was no just, the it. way she, her jury management was great. Uh, she won, comp she won that big competition, uh, I think at the, I think it was the final five or final four, HOH, yeah. and um, he, uh, I, I just thought she, she, her story was better than everyone else's. I, I thought she was just going to, I, I, uh, I knew it was going to steamroll. I mean, I was chairman for at the honestly at the beginning. I picked uh, Michael Turner and Taylor, so I was I had two out of the top three. And now Turner, when I got cast on the show, I had lived in Bridgewater, mm -hmm. so Turner's store, uh, the Rug Shack, whatever it's called, is literally was a quarter mile from my house. So I used to bike by, and uh, his girlfriend or whoever was there, they would be yelling out Kevin, and I'd be like, Hey, how are you? You know. And then when he got on the show. When I found out who he was, and it used to be a breakfast place where he had, where his place was, uh, I had a chair for the kid, and he was pretty likable. He did a good job. He's only twenty-two years old, so I thought he did a great job. I, I think, I think the part where he, 
I think, I mean, you can, it's easy for us to me to say like watching the show from here, but the big one was the, um, I thought he might've should have kept Alyssa over Taylor at that Big last time. vote. No, that's what he should have done. Definitely. I mean, if we're just talking pure gameplay, he definitely should have done that. But I mean, he, uh, he, he did all right. He represented himself. Well, I think he carried himself properly. Uh, everyone can say, well, he backstabbed this person, but I mean, that's part of the game. Um, I'm going out to dinner later on tonight with a couple of them. I'm going to be there. Oh, really? Yeah. Who are you, who are you meeting? I, 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 the winner's going to be there. And, uh, like I was out, I was in LA last night and I was at the club and after the club, they all went to Todrick's house, but I was just too tired because I'm still on Boston time. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's two in the morning, you know? Yeah. So I said, no, I'm just going to go back. So I went back and I met a, a beautiful girl, a lady who was on the show, Danielle Reyes. So oh, man, yeah. really nice girl, lady, really nice lady. And, um, uh, and then I look around and I see most of the people there are 25 to 34 years old. You know, I'm 61 now, you know what I mean? So I'm a grandfather. And I was like, I mean, I, it's not saying I wasn't happy to be there. It's just, it's hard, you know, to talk and to get on and to navigate through. Uh, you know, you just, sometimes you seem out of place. So, but I mean, I had fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm being picked up by Kylan, really nice kid. All the cookout people are really nice. They will always call me up, text me, ask me how things were going uh, when they when I wasn't feeling good and when my mother was sick. And uh, they're just considerate young men, people. And I, I, I like them, man. I like them. That's awesome. And uh, I, I, that's awesome that you're, I you know, I, I heard some of the interviews from last, uh, I think it was last night and this past week, like, it is like a little family that everyone kind of, no matter like what season you played on, it's like everyone's kind of connected in some way. Oh yeah, um, it was really cool. I got to meet uh, a few people that I've never met. Uh, I met the kid, Derek X, the dude who's on Amazing Race and Claire. Sweet people, yeah. just down to earth kid, man. He knew more about my season than I did. You know I mean? <laughs> he asked me if I had the plastic wrap on it while I was in the car. I had on a pink tuxedo jacket and tuxedo outfit. You know what I mean? And out here in LA, it's like a hundred degrees. Yeah. So no one gets really dressed up like that. I mean, the ladies get dressed up nice, but none of the guys wear sport jackets or things like that. And I was like standing there with a pink tuxedo jacket on and a tuxedo and I was like, <laughs> uh, but uh, I had fun. I enjoyed it. You know, I hung up today. Now tonight we're going out to dinner. That's awesome. What were your thoughts of the season? Did you Did you enjoy it? Was there... Uh, of course, it started off with a lot of rough patches and uh, yeah. a lot, and uh, a lot of people not understanding that there's uh, 125 cameras watching everything you do. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. they understand now. Maybe a little too late, but su surprisingly, there's no way I would have picked Taylor at the beginning of the season, because everyone just was shooting for her, shooting against her, uh, for her to go to beat that and, and to beat all those odds and make it to the end. I think I think the players of Big Brother now, uh, 24 years old, the, the Big Brother's 24 years old. So they know everything about everything. They know how to manipulate social media, how to talk to the cameras, how to behave, how to act. Apparently some of them don't, but most of them know. They're so far advanced. You know, I never had social media. I didn't even know what they were talking about. I would ask Josh, why do you keep talking to the camera? And he was like, on live feeds. And I was like, why would people want to watch people sleep? 
But these kids in there now, they're not kids, just these house guests are so up to date on what's going on with Big Brother and social media and social media world. You know, I, I was out here and it was the first time I had to get an Uber. I, I didn't know how to get an Uber. I had to ask for help. You know what I mean? And uh, these, these, it just seems to me that I'm not saying it's scripted. I'm not saying production help. I'm just saying it seemed like towards the end, everyone knew what to say and what not to say and where to, st where to stand and where not to stand. And it, my, my season was just more random and like crazy players and things like that. Yeah, and I like I think this season once Michael left, it was kind of wide open. That right, once exactly. he got voted out, it was like I didn't know who was going to win at that point. Yeah, Michael's a good player, man. He, he's won more. I could be on ten seasons and couldn't win that many cards. <laughs> I think I'm with you. I don't know. I, I don't think any. That's going to be a tough record to. I mean, he tied and he didn't break it, but that's going to be. I mean, Janelle it, had it for I don't know how many years, and yeah, he's I know. the first person that had come close to it. And it's difficult nowadays because, I mean, just think about last night. Let's just go with last night. Turner's 22. Taylor's 28. Monty's 27, maybe? Like I mean, that, yeah. with someone like me in there, I'm 61. I think, I think it'd be easier if you put a season with 10, eight people 40 and over and eight people 40 and under. At least give, I mean, think about it. When I was in my season, the last three, me, Paul was 20. Three, Josh was 22, Christmas. You know what I mean? They had an alliance together. And I was 56. So, I mean, I know, I mean, I have never watched or talked about it, but I imagine they were in the HOH room saying, hey, listen, let's just get Kevin out. He's an older guy. He's went far enough. He, if he don't win no comps, let's just get him out. So I actually, it's hard to navigate when you have, I had no showmance, no alliance. So, you know, that's just how things go. Right. I think it's also, I mean, that record is going to be tough to break too, because I think like you were saying, the gameplay is just so smart now. It's like right. people don't want, like Monty even said, he didn't want to win a lot of comps. He threw, he won when he wanted to, when he yeah. needed to, but he, they, a lot of people throw comps. So they don't, are, aren't seen like Michael. And they say, this kid's winning right. everything and we need right. to get as him out. powerful as he is. Such a great, great. And, they, and I believe everybody, who was on last night's season, I mean, this season, were super fans. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, Michael had a book, a diary book of every year and had notes written for every year and every person. I went into the season, never knew any. When Paul came in, I didn't know who he was. And he was on the season before. You know what I mean? I, again, I say it all the time. I thought he was delivering pizza. I had no <laughs> idea. <laughs> So let's he talk would, about you. How are you doing? How's the podcast going? Are you stopped with your podcast? Well, this is our final season. Yep. This is the last, the Why? last ride. Would you get married or something? <laughs> <laughs> He's no, going to, uh, now Mrs. Big Red's going to get ideas. Yeah. You're putting thoughts in Mrs. Big Red's head. I don't know. Um, no, we just thought it was time. Um, you know, we've been doing it for, this is, we just celebrated the three year. So we, we're going to, do one last ride. We're not done, and um, okay. try to enjoy it the last couple. Uh, hey, I have my friends from Survivor coming up to the Greatest Bar on October, November 9th to do a, a a show. Watch Survivor there. Wendell and Bryce, you should come down there and meet them. They're pretty cool. Where, you know where did you say it was? At the Greatest Bar. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, right across from the garden. Mm-hmm. When and, is- uh, so they're coming up November 9th. I mean, just DM me and I'll let you know. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to come down and do a podcast from there, you know, they, they're having all like fans come. They're having a bunch of house, a bunch of other survivor people come and show up. And uh, I, I would assume if I asked them, they would let you just podcast from there. I think it's anything's beneficial to any to get any more, you know, entertainment and any more uh, viewers and things like that. So it would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, now let me get into this. LA TV stations are horrendous. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to tell you what station, what they put on. They put on Tennessee and Vegas, and they put on the Chargers, and I don't even know who the Chargers played. I can't remember. Uh, but what happened with the Patriots? Patriots. That was a that was a tough game for us. I I don't know. Uh, it was a choke job, total choke job in the fourth quarter. What do you have? Three interceptions. The kid is he is he not throwing? Is the offense not working towards him, or what's happening? It it. I don't. I, I think there was a little bit of miscommunication, bad decision making, uh, and then the fumble was big. It was just looked. It was the sloppiest fourth quarter I've seen in a long time. Now is he hurt? Yeah, high yeah, ankle sprain. Is that? Did they confirm yeah, that? Severe high ankle sprain. So, so he is he going to be on this week? I mean, they're playing Green Bay. Yeah, now. he's definitely not playing this week. Yeah, wow. probably probably be Brian Hoyer starting wow. this week. You might as well throw me in there, huh? <laughs> so, so listen, if they didn't get by Pittsburgh, which, which believe me, if Pittsburgh didn't make some fundamental mistakes, the, uh, the uh, uh, fumble on the kickoff uh, and a few other things, and we got to go to Green Bay next week, I believe we're a, a double-digit underdog. They, we, the Patriots could be four or could be zero four if they didn't beat Pittsburgh. I know, and the the sad thing is, is like. I thought, you know, going into the Ravens game, I, I didn't feel that great about it. I know we were underdogs in that. It was like a four-point, five-point favorite for the Ravens, but I felt good at halftime. I don't know about you guys. I felt really good at halftime, how they looked in the first half, and then even in the third quarter was okay. It wasn't great, but it was you were right there, and then it just the wheels fell off in that game. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to see it. And, you know, another weird thing, I'm, like I told you guys, I'm 61. One of the weirdest things ever is football at 10 in the morning. Oh, yeah. In the morning out here, man. You get <laughs> breakfast and you put the TV on and the football game's on. Like the Monday night football game starting in like 15 minutes. I got it on. Oh, yeah. It's at 8 o'clock, right? So it's starting yeah, yeah. in 25 minutes here. And what time is it there right now? 4.37. Oh, that's weird. I kind of like that for Monday night football, though. Uh, well, I guess if you're working, it's not too great, but like. But not if you're just so acclimated to the usual time, yeah. to the one o'clock, yeah. the four o'clock, the eight o'clock. And Monday night football used to be with Howie Cassell was nine o'clock at night, one game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, yeah. Out here, I mean, I'm going to dinner with the with the cookout crew, and that's not till 8.45, which is actually 11.45 Boston time. So the game will be over. Yeah. So once I finish talking to you guys, I'm just going to sit and watch. It's Dallas and the Giants, right? Yeah. Should be a good game, man. Any predictions? Who you think is going to win that one? Oh, I think the I think the Giants will win. I think the kids running really good. Uh, mm-hmm. The defense is playing good. The, uh, Prescott's not playing, right? No. Should be uh, such a rivalry, and they said they despise each other so much that the New York fans right about now are getting so hyped that. It's going to be wild. I think Dallas may play a good game, but I just think they're going to get beat at the end. I'm going to say 24 to 
17. 24 17. We're going to write got that, that prediction. Down. Don't call the bookies up. Don't get me in trouble. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling, I'm putting a bet on it right now. What is, the, what is the line on it? Uh, let's check it out. I, I, we, we were looking at next week. Let me look up the line there. I think it was. Uh, it's Giants. The Giants minus have to one. be favorite. Giants, the Giants are only one. minus one. Minus one. Wow. But then I may, I don't know. Something's going on if they're only minus one. What's, what's the total? Uh, over under is 38 and a half. Dallas is plus 100. Is it raining in New York or something? Why is the over and under so low? Um, probably just Daniel Jones versus Cooper Rush. They don't really. Yeah, that's a good point. Probably the quarterback. Yeah, but it, you could get special teams. You could get interception. I mean, 38 points is only 17 to 20. And it, it's, uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. close. I will take the over. That's what I like. Take the over. Take the all do your a parlay. Up, get on your computers, bet the over. <laughs> get a little parlay bet in there. Do the over and bet on the Giants to win this game. They're only they're only favored plus one. I can't believe the Giants are minus one, right? Minus one, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like a pick'em game because even yeah. if they they got to win, if they win by one, you don't lose. It's a push, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I want you guys to come down. I'll contact you when I get home, and I think Wendell and Bryce are having a. Uh, survivor uh party night look up Wendell on on instagram and you'll see him and it's in boston i think november 9th at the greatest bar they they are really nice nice guys man they are one of the nicest people i've met in this reality world is Wendell and bryce they are just really cool cats man wendell won his season right the first yeah. time yeah yep. he was he was a great player highly intelligent you know he went to penn you penn ivy league yeah, he's a smart, smart dude. And his season, he played with uh, Dom, I think. That was the season he played with Dom. He was just uh, – Oh, I was with the Survivor guys last night. Oh, shit, I forget their names, man. They were nice people. Everyone I met was so nice, man, last night. Yeah. Everyone likes likes me. And uh, I was with Danielle Reyes. Everyone loves her. And yeah. uh, we had a good She's time. She's one of the greatest. She one of the greatest players so of all sweet. time. So sweet. I went down to meet her. And they were like, yeah, Danielle from season three. And I was like, I don't know who she is because I'm really not a Big Brother fanatic. Uh, mm -hmm. She's in the lobby and I'm like, oh my God, she's a beautiful lady. She's a, a grandmother. She was so cool. We had a great time. We went there on the same in an Uber together and came home in an Uber together. And uh, she's just really cool. It was down to earth, man. A great time. That's awesome. I wanted to, I also wanted to tell you, we went on our, we had our three year anniversary show a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about um, some of our favorite memories and Danny football said your episode was his favorite episode of all Big time. Big fan of that episode. That, Going you tell all, Dave, that Dave, that I'll send him the 20 bucks. I own one second. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> um, so listen, yeah. if you guys need me or anything before you end, whatever you guys do, let me know. My holidays, and once I get home, you know, I can do it much easier. You know what I'm saying? And we'll get Definitely. together out and we'll talk about the games and stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah, we'd love to have you back on. Definitely. Um, and I, I try to work out the thing, Wendell and Bryce. Look up their thing. And did you have my phone number? Just text me. Okay. I will. Yeah, right. definitely. Hey, guys, be cool. Have a good night, man. It's nice talking Thanks. to you. Nice talking to you. Thank you for coming, Kevin. Later, Have guys. fun tonight. See ya. That was Kevin from Big Brother 19. He leaves you know, the people he, wanting more. That's that's how you do it. That's what I'm saying. I think that's what it was. I think he left people wanting more. Uh, 
left the invite to come back on the uh, on the uh, pod later in the season. Big seems to be a fan, a fan of the show. Huge fan. Sad to see us. Sad to see us go. And we got the invite to a. Uh, maybe we'll take the podcast on the road, Danny Football. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, hell of a hell of a final season move. Like a final farewell tour. We're taking our talents to yeah, Boston. Honest to God, man, he's he's he is. I mean. There's a reason why everyone likes him. He's such a good dude, and um, I know we we um, we mainly talk Big Brother stuff, and obviously because last night's the finale, we had a big winner, uh, big episode, and um, so I know that's probably on his brain right now. But just a just an unbelievable dude. I, I always love having Kevin on the show. Big fan, big fan. Uh, and we got a little Pat's talk. Last time we talked Snuck all in. like stories, we got some Pat's talk in there, and um, you know he gave us. I know the game's already going to be done, but let's see if he. We'll we'll throw it on the weekend. Uh, I mean the picks of the week. Why not? Why not? We'll throw it on there. Let let him get a little action on the. Uh, put a little parlay bet on there too. The yeah, old, he was throwing out everything. The, he was good to go. <laughs> so let's get into our first segment of the night weekend recap. It's the weekend recap. So for weekend recap, we break down three games from the NFL week. Uh, first up, we have the Bills versus the Dolphins. Now, this was um, was this your game of the week? I believe I picked the Bills. Did I? No, I. What did I do last week? I, you, I think you picked the Bills over the Dolphins, um, which I agreed with you. I thought that was – I'm shocked at this game, to be honest with you. Um, Dolphins win this one, win a huge division game. They're undefeated in the division. They win this one. Or I just had the game pull up. Dolphins win this one 21-19, a close one in Miami. They moved to 3-0. and um, Bills are now 2-1. and I, I tweeted out, in what world did we ever think that the Patriots would be in last place in the division and the Dolphins would be in first place? Uh, I, I could not have seen this one coming, but it is. I will say it's not for a lack. Uh, I think, you know, I thought Josh Allen played really well. Um, I mean, you put up 400 yards as a quarterback. Uh, you would think you would be able to win that game or your uh, offense would be able – I mean, you're – team would be able to pull that one through uh through two touchdowns with that too one was the big Devin Singletary one Isaiah McKenzie had a good one too but uh Dolphins able to hold on to this one um Tua you know Tua's Tua he's not gonna he's not the traditional um you know 200 yards two touchdowns kind of quarterback but he gets the game done uh and gets you win so um General reactions from this, I'm surprised, this surprising win from the Dolphins over the Bills. I, I feel like this was kind of a trap game. They were coming off that big blowout win last week. Um, you know, they beat the absolute breaks off of the Titans, come into this divisional game on a short week. I don't know if they thought they were going to breeze through this, but clearly the Dolphins are better than we're giving them credit for. Uh, and then it kind of comes down to that to that debacle at the end where they can't get out of bounds and stop the clock. And then I know I know that clip of their offensive coordinators going viral for him completely losing his mind at the end of the game. But 
Bill, I don't think the Bills really respect the Dolphins in this game. I know I picked them, but um, they kind of came out flat. You know, Josh Allen did his thing, but it's on the defense to step up, and that's a defense we saw just tear apart Ryan Tannehill on uh, last Monday. So is it the Bills and everyone else, or is it, you know, the Bills are just in the upper echelon of the AFC, and then, you know, it's going to be a couple-team race? I don't know. So I will say th- through these first three weeks is probably the most parity I've seen in the league. Like, I feel like there's no team that's head and shoulders above the rest. Yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree. The, the NFL this, this season has been pretty much a crap shoot to see who's going to, I mean, we talked about last week, the, the bucks were two and zero going into this week and I wouldn't, and they just kept losing. Like I, they look like the most, like I said, the most miserable two and zero team and they end up losing this week. Um, the Eagles, I mean, we kind of saw that they're, they're kind of winning the division. They're, they're three and oh, they look dominant. I didn't think, I don't think we both thought, I know I didn't, I don't, I don't want to speak to you, but I, I don't, I think it's safe to say that we both didn't see this team being as dominant as they were, as they have been. And maybe they'll come back down to earth. The giants, I think are a big shock. We, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. And the Cowboys, how flat they've been. I mean, you can go up and down the line, but really, when you look at it, there's not too many undefeated teams in this league. There's only three left, the Dolphins, the Eagles, and the Giants, which we'll see if that continues tonight. Um, and there's only, I want to say, two teams without a win. I think it's two teams. One of them, the Texans, which we knew they were kind of going to be bad. They have a tie in there, but the, we knew they were going to be bad. And the team that I think, I mean, we're going to talk about them in a little bit, the Raiders. Who would have thought the Raiders would be this bad? Um, I, I I mean, the parity in this league, I think you're right, is so it's so small. And a couple games here and there, I mean, we were talking about the Bengals being a lock for the AFC Championship. They're in last in their division. So I, I think it's, I mean, of course it's going to even out as we go on. In the, I mean, that's that's the NFL. It's going to even out. We talk about it. Someone's gonna, someone's gonna just level out. But I'm telling you, I'm shocked by the Dolphins winning this one. I, I, I think the Bills can win at home against the Dolphins. I think the Bills lock up the division. But uh, this doesn't make me feel good from a Patriots fan. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't because it seems like in a in a league year where through the first three weeks this is almost looking like it's a wide open field. You're probably not even going to have much of a shot if you're going to kind of be playing the way you're playing. Um, that being said, I mean, if they're able to turn it around, this is the time to do it. This is the season to do it, but it'd be a, a lot more ideal to be playing pretty good football right now, considering how wide open things are. And it's going to be frustrating if this is a team that can't make the playoffs because it looks like anyone could make the playoffs right now. Yeah. I, I, if you told me uh, right now, even I mean, even the Chiefs lost yesterday. The Chiefs right. lost to oh, the, that's what the I'm dumpster saying. Yeah. fire um, <clears throat> Colts. I mean, the Colts we were writing off last week in that they beat the team. We, I think, I think I picked them to go to Super Bowl. You picked them to AFC Championship. I think everyone picks them to go to the AFC Championship at least. And probably, you know, that's kind of like where I think people think they're going to fall. And they're losing to like the dumpster teams so yeah i think the the parity in the league makes it exciting you don't know who's gonna win you don't know who's gonna uh 
come out on top at the end of the year. And I'm just excited to see how this season turns out. Any, uh, do you still, does this change your mind on the Bills versus the Dolphins? Like, do you think the Dolphins are for real? Or do you think, um, or do you think that, you know, the Bills still, the, the division runs through the Bills? I think the Dolphins are better than we're giving them credit for. Um, when they play it again in Buffalo, things will more than likely go differently. But um, I don't think this is going to be as big a cakewalk as maybe we thought. I don't know if the Bills are going to be able to run away with this. I think they're going to have to work for it. All right, let's move on to the second game of the week. Uh, we got Raiders-Titans. Now, Raiders go to 0-3 which I'm baffled. Um, This is uh, just baffling to me. Titans moved to one and two. You know, talking about the Titans, I mean, you kind of saw flashes of Derrick Henry kind of getting back to who he was. You know, he kind of has been a shell of himself this season. But he did get 20 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Not too shabby, not great, but on his way back, Ryan Tannehill. You know, he had his turnovers, but uh, had a rushing touchdown, had a throwing touchdown, 264, kind of pat balanced passing across the way. But these Raiders, I'm just kind of baffled that they keep losing games. Derek Carr, I feel like, was in the red zone at the end of that game in the fourth quarter multiple times and just couldn't get that touchdown. Like, he ended up getting it to get it within two for the uh, the two-point conversion. but really they couldn't execute <clears throat> they couldn't execute down the stretch he finishes with 303 yards two touchdowns and a, and a pick but i mean the the startling the startling statistic that i look at is Devontae adams five catches for 36 yards and a touchdown but only five catches and only 36 yards and darren waller three catches for 22 yards nothing from um there's been hardly any production from Josh Jacobs, 13 carries, 66 yards, no touchdowns. And he had a couple, he had five catches for 31 yards. This often should be so much better than it is. And it's not finishing drives. That's their main issue. They can't finish and put six points on the board. And I think, I mean, Josh was an offensive coordinator. This should not be the problem. You told me that the, the, Raiders were losing games 46 to 40, you know, then maybe, yeah, the offense is doing what I think they should be doing. The defense just stinks, but they're not doing anything, dude. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing that they, they can't win games. Uh, I'm shocked. I mean, we, this is a team you and me were talking about prior to week one as being a dark horse kind of, you know, contender and, I don't know if there's a coach in the, I, I want to say league, but maybe in recent memory that is on a quicker hot seat than Josh McDaniels. I mean, this was his one shot, man. Like things fell apart in Denver. You come back to New England, you pull the stunt you did with Indianapolis where you kind of back out at the last second and now the Raiders hire you. You have all these weapons. You have Derek Carr, you have Devontae Adams, you have Darren Waller, the highest paid, Um, have, you, you have the highest paid tight end in the league. You have all these weapons, and man, this is a pretty, pretty bad start. Zero and three with all like all the money you spent and all the talent you have. 
it's going to be really hard for Josh McDaniels not to be the scapegoat if this team in this season falls off the rails for the Raiders. This is going to be, this is a bad look, man. They've yet to score more than 23 points in a game. They they lost. They scored 19 in the first game, the 23 in the second game, and 22 in this week. It's like this game, this team has so many offensive weapons. It's like this shouldn't be the problem. You should not be struggling to put up points. There's, you should not be struggling to get a bunch of yards. You have the best, one of the top five receivers in the league on your team. You have the highest paid, but I would say a top three tight end in the league on your team. You have a serviceable running back. One of the best, like, would you say top 20? I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, that's safe. I mean, you could argue higher, but top, at least at bare minimum, top 20 running back. Some would say he's a top, I mean, in past years, he's been like a top 15 running back in the league. You have a great slot guy at Hunter. He was a third Renfro. round pick in our in the Rocks fantasy. Right, he's been shout out to Rob. Been, <laughs> Rob is struggling, dude. I offered him a trade for uh, his boy Aaron is, Jones. Is there week. is there a man more upset than Rob right now after that Aaron Jones debacle? Oh, I would be if I was Rob. I would be raising. You know what? We should have just given Rob Saquon Barkley. Looking back on it, and seeing the carnage that was taken shout out by the way to our man noah cox for coming out with a big win this week over the juggernaut uh team in our league over the the community team you and uh you and me matched up this week yeah you whooped me i had a I had yeah a go go figure that i put up one i put up 160 plus last week and lose and then this week i'm going to probably put up maybe 110 and win um, let me, I'm going to pull this up. I know we get a little distracted, but I, I, I was shocked how bad my team did. I, I'm not shocked that you beat me. Cause I think you have, you were like, I, we were all joking. You were the best 0 and two team in the league. Like, dude, dude I, I don't mean, know how you were losing. I, games. The only problem is that, uh, I ran into the, the community team week one and, yeah, then I, was... and then Phil just had like, I would have beat, I think I would have beaten everyone except for you and Phil last week. Everyone else. I, I had a really beat. good week last week. So there's just no, I mean, dude, I had a lead at one point. I had a like percentage, like a decimal lead at one point because Alan and Diggs were just going off. But at the end of the day, like if he puts up one, he put up 170 plus. There's just nothing you can do at that point. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta it just sucks. shake his hand and say, it's, I mean, right, right, exactly. It, it just sucks that I burned 160 week on a loss, but you know, yeah, it, is what know. it is. But you know what? It evens out. Like, I mean, Zeke could put up 10 points, you score 117 points, and you win. Right, exactly. I mean, you so gotta a take, low week, get a win. High week, take a loss. So, my team totally underperformed today. I mean, I this week I got, you know, Waller had five, Tyree Kill had five, Swift had seven. I mean, the most infuriating thing about this about DeAndre Swift is Jamal Williams. Like Jamal Williams just gets touchdowns from Swift. I, next I, week, I have Jack next week. Damn, the community team put up a seventy-five this week. That's surprising. I know that I'm a little disappointed. Phil put up a 148. Phil's team's a fucking wagon. Damn. You know whose team I'm most nervous about? I ran into him week one, so I'm glad I got it out of the way. Is Noah? Noah has Noah a strong has team. a wagon. Noah has a strong team. I mean, snuck right under the can, radar. I mean, looking at like like starting Kirk Cousins, but Trevor Lawrence. Saying it right now, Trevor Lawrence is looking pretty good right now. This season. like he's starting to turn it on. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are kind of our sleeper. Um, but 
I mean, his quarterback situation is a little shaky. Um, but I mean, his wide receivers are solid. He has Kelsey. He has Jonathan Taylor. Rashad Penny's. I mean, this RB two and his quarterback are a little shaky, but that's a, that's a good team. I think you have a good team. Like your team is. I have a good team, really dude. Tough. It just it was just shit luck weeks one and two. That's all yeah. it was. Just a complete like the community team had a hell of a week one, and then Phil's just a wagon in week two. I'm not worried. That's like that was the big thing is, I think in prior years I might have panicked going zero and two and been like, damn, I need to do something. But looking at it, I was just like, well. You know, I didn't get blown out in week one. I was kind of right there. If I did a couple of things differently, I could have won. And then I get, like we mentioned, like Phil puts up 170. Like there's just nothing I could have done. So I, I going into this week, I was just gonna, like, I'm just going to ride it. You know, I lost Evans, which sucked, but plug in, I plugged in Hill or Hill, geez, plugged in Hunt and uh, it worked out. So I'll have Evans yeah, back my- next, I'll have Evans back next week. See how Zeke does tonight. Zeke's kind of on the chopping block right now. So, if I mean, if Zeke has a bad night tonight, I'm probably just going to go with Hunt for RB2 and just ride with um, uh, either – yeah, I'll shift Sutton back down to flex, so that'll be perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'll tell you what. I, I really fumbled the bag this week. Um, I have De- Devontae Swift – and uh, not Devontae Swift. Devontae Smith in a bunch of leagues, and I benched him. Um Yeesh. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Zeke is right. I know we're getting on a fantasy football talk, but which is, I I think Zeke is on the hot seat for me and my team because for the last three weeks, I've trotted him out there and he's done, he's done nothing but lose me game. So I, I'm ready to, I'm ready to cut Zeke, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with Zeke. I'm trying to move him, push him, uh, trade him to whoever will take him. Uh, I'm not, or I'm just gonna hold on to him and see see what he does because I mean the Cowboys just yeah this bad. is I mean considering that I already have this win locked up it, it really is just kind of like an open tryout at this point like hey if you have a good week I'll ride with you but if you put up another like single digit night then I you might just be riding the bench my man before we get into because uh, we kind of already talked about the Pats Ravens but I will say this may be the worst career week of fantasy football I have ever had in my life. Yeesh. This is like this is the worst week. I had uh in that league I put up I put up 69 points in against you. That's just that's atrocious. <laughs> that's that's a tro that's embarrassing. Uh I put up 119 in another league, which I I'm 118 and I I have a lead right now, but he has CD Lamb and I unless CD Lamb misses the bus, I think I'm losing that game. <laughs> Um, I'm losing by 10 to another, I scored 129. He has 139. I'm losing by 10 and I have Zeke. So this is the big determinate termination. Uh, well, geez, words, deter, uh, determiner for Zeke. Then I, I have multiple teams where I did not break a hundred. Yeah. It's got, dude, it's been a weird fantasy year. I feel like so if, I have, it's either boom or bust, I feel like. I have 69 in one league, which I have CeeDee Lamb going tonight. So, I mean, I'll be willing to take the loss in this league. Uh, or I want CeeDee Lamb to either have the best game of his life because I'm losing by 31 in one league. So if he has a game of his life and I win in one league, fine. 
Uh, but if, if not, no big deal. I hope he misses the bus. I just can't the have bets a really are hedged by having so many leagues. But I mean, I'm losing in all of them. Well, that's what I'm I mean, saying. Like, yeah, that's like, that sucks. Usually I win in at least one league and I, I, or like majority of leagues I win. Like I'll, I'll have like a, I'll go, I'm in nine, uh, nine or 10 and I'll at least win five to six of them every week. I may not win the same ones, but it's, you know, it, I, I win most of them. I scored 80 points in one with, I think I still have someone to go 67 in one, which I have no one left to go. What, who was, who did I start for that one? The Russell Wilson experiment, I'm ready to cut him. I'm so the can we talk? Is it time to panic with the Denver Broncos? They, this obviously isn't working out. How do you have Judy Sutton, Javante Williams, and Russ and sink stink this bad? So I'm ready to hit the panic button in this team. Justin Jefferson, I'm sorry I jinxed you because I called you the best wide receiver in the league. Since then has done nothing. He had three catches for 14 yards. Thanks a lot. Um, I this team just I I totally I uh, and this team should not be this bad. I have Russ, Dalvin, Mixon, Jefferson, Judy, Waller, Connor. That team should not put up sixty nine points or sixty seven points. There's really no one on the bench that would have really changed anything for me. I scored sixty nine in another league. I have ninety seven in the big red zone league. Um, so I, in that one, I'm facing James and he has Zeke going. So unless Zeke I mean, I need Zeke to either get ten or or not or not ten, because I I'll lose. I may I may get shut out in ten leagues. There's a chance. Yeesh, dude. There's a chance. I mean, there's a good chance I can win a couple of these though. Like I I mean, if my record, I could win like three or four this week, but I mean, should we, a par- strong- should we parlay this into waiver wire? Of the waiver pickup of the week, I don't think you want to know what I what I have to say. My, <laughs> um, I'm getting I'm getting abused this week. Well, the, you need stuff. a wait. It sounds like you need need a waiver wire guy. You need I, I'm gonna around. hey, guess what? I'm in our league. I'm gonna be able to pick up whoever I want because my team is just those <laughs> chunks. Well, you're gonna be one and two. We're gonna have the same record. Yeah, but you beat me. So yes. will you be ahead of me in the? I'll be ahead of you in the waiver wire. No. Uh, I don't even know what the waiver wire was this this week. Uh, I was, where the hell was that? Oh, I was five. Damn. All right. Never mind. I have no idea. Well, I think it was. There. I think you were five after waivers. I think you were either. Oh, you were oh probably I see. What you're like, because Rob and you were zero and two. So I bet Rob was one and you were two because you gotcha. had more points for. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, I mean, we can try to get into it. Um. Why don't we? Why don't we do this first? Let's get into our. Let's get into picks of the week. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. We pick uh, a game from the NFL week uh, that we think is going to win. We're tied two and one a piece. I'm going to go with the Bills over Ravens. Ravens got their um, big win against the Pats last week. Bills are going to be kind of annoyed after that debacle. Uh, the OC in Buffalo owes the owes the booth another camera because he just <laughs> destroyed that booth. Had a temper tantrum, so I think they're going to come out and I think I think they're going to beat the Ravens. Should be a good game. 
Uh, but I'm taking the Bills in this one. Yeah, this would be a good one to kind of figure out who who's going to really take the AFC by the horns. Um, I'm going to go Chiefs over Bucks. Two teams coming off of rough losses, trying to find their way back. Uh, the Bucks look more shot than the Chiefs do, so I'm just going to go with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs come out and put put the Bucks in a hole. I agree. I think uh, I think the Bucks. I mean, they're my Super Bowl pick, but they look pretty awful the last three weeks. So maybe that, some of that gets healed with uh, getting, you know. True. You uh, know, you get your you get Chris Godwin will be back in a couple of weeks. Evans will come off suspension. That'll kind of fix things, but. I mean, Julio we've seen Jones. this. In, we have seen this in previous years where they get off to a slow start and they kind of figure figure it out. So maybe I'm wrong, but no, I mean, I I've I've been right with you. I, I think they Tom looks miserable. The Bucks look miserable. I I just I just think some of it will be uh, fixed with getting guys back. But yeah, as of now, I think the Chiefs win this one. But I think the Bucks end up winning into the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Uh, let's do some waiver pickups of the week. Who do you got for waiver pickup? I was gonna go one way, but I'm gonna go a different way here. Change so, up on the spot. Uh, I'm gonna do an on the spot change up just because I feel like this guy is getting a little disrespected, and and I he had a big week week three, so he's come. Week one wasn't great. His week two was better, and now week three popped off. I'm gonna go David and Joku, tight end. Owned in, 30, disrespect. owned in 32.7% of the league, so it's decently high. But at the same time, this is a guy who I felt like was a pretty unanimous draft pick last year. Um, drops to 23.9, nine receptions on 10 targets, 89 yards at a touchdown. Tight end is thin, although Zach Ertz in the eighth round is looking pretty good right now. The dude's been consistent as hell. But if you're looking for that kind of backup tight end, I'd go David Njoku every day of the week. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I was going to go one way too, but I think I'm changing it up. All right. Well. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm going to stay in the same position. I'm going to go wow. with Tyler Conklin. Okay. The New York Jets. Jets. J-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Double digits consistent. in every single week. I was going to say very consistent. Has a consistent floor of double digits. He had 11, 10, and 16. He has had seven, nine, and eight targets in each of the three games. Um, catches most of those. Last week he had eight catches, 84 yards, no touchdown. But, I mean, it seems like uh, Flacco has been leaning on him. Will that change with Zach Wilson coming back soon? I don't know. But, I mean, like you said, tight end so so shaky. It's hard to find someone that you can have a consistent floor with. And I think Tyler Conklin could be that guy. I like that. Tight end central Ooh. right now. Tight end, tight end week. Tight, I mean, I just had a brutal week from Darren Waller, who I cornered in almost every single league. So help me in the couple leagues the first two weeks, but week three was not too good. Who was the guy that you were going to go with? Uh, I was going to go with Russell Gage, but he's owned at 50% now just because of all the injuries. So I was going to go Russell Gage, but. You know who I was going to go? He's rostered in 0.9% of leagues. Brian Hoyer. Mac Hollins. I have no idea who that is. He's with the Raiders. <laughs> he had, he had, so the first week one, he had one catch on a target for 16 yards from Derek Carr. Week two, he had five receptions on eight targets, 66 yards. 
This past week in Tennessee, eight catches on 10 targets, 158 yards plus the touchdown Damn. at the end of the game. So he's a sneaky guy to attack, uh, go after. I think, I mean, a lot of conversations are probably going to be had in Vegas to go at. Part of that was because I don't think they had Renfro. Was Renfro hurt this week? I don't know. Yeah, I, he he. Well, he didn't have a catch, so I assume or target. So I'm assuming he was hurt. Um, so maybe that's why the usage was up. But I'm assuming being 0-3, uh, they're going to try to get their star players more involved, especially because Waller had such a small day and they really didn't use Adams. Uh, but he's not a bad guy to stash. He's only he's going to be there for you if Conklin and um, Najoku aren't available. Put a little Mac. Mac, how could you go wrong with a guy named Mac? A little Maction right there. <laughs> a little Maction. So let's move on. Um, you know, last week our bonus segment was about the Red Sox, which was always fun to talk about. Um, more of the same for them. We're not going to talk about them, but we're going to talk about our other broken heart team, uh, the Boston Celtics. A lot of controversy this week. Um, obviously, by now, everyone knows Ime you know, suspended for the season, likely probably not going to coach here again. Uh, the story just keeps getting worse and worse. Um, not really on the situation, Danny Football, but how do you feel about the Celtics going into this season? Because training camp starts in, I think, a week or so. It's coming up. I'm still confident, and I'm going to tell you why. Because optimism. From, I needed it. From everything I've seen, this had been going on for – a decent amount of time. There's no way the guys in the locker room didn't know. Obviously this was an organizational, like people in the organization knew the players definitely knew. I think this is something that may have. I don't want to say weight on the players, but I think it's something that they may have known about kind of kept to themselves and were like, all right, this guy's kind of a scumbag. I don't know. That's just my kind of interpretation. And if we're being honest, Ime did struggle in a lot of those big games in the playoffs with closing and lineups and riding the hot hand. So I'm kind of looking at this with a little bit of optimism that it's not like Jason Tatum is off this team. It's not like Jalen Brown is off this team. Marcus Smart's not off this team. Rob is going to be healthy in 8 to 12 weeks again, but that's fine. It's a long season. Season doesn't start till Christmas. Um, so you'll have Rob back healthy. And I told my buddy this, if you give me a healthy Celtics roster with a one through six playoff seed, I could coach them to the Eastern conference finals. Like this is not a big, this is, I don't think this is as big as a deal as it is being made out to be. Is he a good, was Ime a good coach? Yes. Did he turn the season around last year with the, with the defensive, you know, mindset? Yes. But at the same time, and we, this is something I put on Eric Spolstra, and you know I'm not a big Eric Spolstra guy, is that, you know, those LeBron, Bosch, Wade teams, you know, dude, you take a, you, you get a free courtside seat. Like, what are, you really, yeah. what are you really accomplishing there? I think the same could be said for the Celtics team, you know, not to the extent that they're Chris Bosch, LeBron James, and Dwayne Wade, but this is a core that's been together since they've all been rookies. They all know how they play. They've, you know, two wins away from a championship. They know how they play. They know how everything works. Um, they already went through a coaching change from Brad Stevens to Ime. Um, so 
and they struggled out of the gate last year too. So I'm looking at this as this team, this is still a good basketball team. Like this isn't going to make, I don't feel like the, t- like Jason Tatum's not going to play worse basketball because Ime is not the coach. Like Jalen Brown's not going to forget how to shoot because Ime is not the coach. Rob Williams isn't going to remember how to, isn't going to forget how to play defense because he's not the coach. Um, I don't see how this kind of detracts wins. Like if anything, it'll just be a push or maybe they lose like a couple more games. But I, again, like Ime wasn't like this crazy, like, Oh, he's a master of closing out games. So I'm still optimistic. Like the core is there. No one's gone. We're still a deep team. I don't, like, I'm not hitting the panic button just because we've lost our coach of one year. Like this isn't, Doc Rivers getting traded to the Clippers out of nowhere because he didn't want to rebuild. Like this is a this is a rookie head coach that is gone. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of what you said is right. I'm I'm optimistic. I'm not saying I think the season's over by any means, but no, that's insane. The people the people who are immediately saying, well, now we're done, that's just not the case. Yeah, I don't I don't see us as like sitting ducks or dead in the water or any of that stuff. Like, like you said, you get Rob. Hopefully, back. I mean, this has been the story of Rob's career since we got him. He's probably well, gonna be back you got to think this was the cost of him playing in the playoffs. It was either right. no, it was either no Rob in the playoffs, and you get him out of the gate next year, or you know, run the tread until there's nothing left, and then you're gonna probably gonna lose him in the beginning. So, give which I, I'm fine with losing him in the beginning. I uh, I'm yeah. all dude. It, and he's, I think he, I'm pretty he sure said he, it best. I was going to say he, he was asked and he said, you know, it's a chance to play in the finals. Like I'm going to play in the finals. So he, he ran it until the wheels literally fell off and you have to give him credit for that. Yeah. Mad respect to him. Um, but you know, Rob kind of hurts, but like you said, at the beginning of the season, season, like you said, season really starts kicking up at Christmas time. There's still a roster spot to be added. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. And like you said, Ime was a first-year coach. Really, the team started clicking with Ime probably, I would say... January. January, February. That's when they started. That when, Whenever the, the energy about the shift tweet went out. Right, right. Um, that's really... So we had, you know, three or four months. By no means am I saying Ime was not a good coach. Like, no, he, he was. was. Had a lot, I mean, he was a very good coach. He had a lot coach. to do with why we made it to the NBA Finals, right. in my opinion. I think his philosophy... And defensive philosophy and like hard nose kind of coaching style is something that Brad didn't have. And I think that's what pushed us over the edge. Can we argue that, you know, his decision-making down the line wasn't always great? Yes. But my point in the whole thing was Ime had a year to kind of learn from that. And now we're going to do it all over again with another rookie head coach. And I mean, I get, he's been in the system for a couple of years and, Obviously, Tatum and uh, Brown really like this guy, and Marcus and a lot of the Celtics guys like this guy. They actually fought for him. I think it's the same guy I'm thinking of. They fought for him to stay as an assistant. I think that's going to be the biggest thing is that he's part of the system. He knows how things work. So, theoretically speaking, he could really. I I I'm blanking on his name, but um, he could theoretically just step into the role. Knows what he already knows what works and what doesn't work. If he needs to. If he if he wants to adjust anything as he sees fit, fine. But he knows this is a team that needs to play hard defense in order to win. So it's not like we're you know calling up 
I don't know. It's not like we're calling up Coach K and Coach K is coming out of the, you know, jumping down from the rafters and coaching this team out of nowhere. You know, he's part of the system. So he at least knows how the guys work. It's Joe Missoula. Joe, so there you go. I feel like he could step in and know he knows what works and what doesn't. So, yeah, I think there, but again, there's going to be that filling out process. And I don't know, man, some people are better assistants and than head coach when it's, they get the chance to make the decision. I, it could make zero difference is what I'm trying to say. I think That's it's why I'm make, not hitting the pen. I, 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 I will go on here saying it will make zero difference. And I think they're going to fill Joe's spot on as an assistant. I think they're going to fill it with a, a veteran assistant coach. Like someone like, as much as I rip this guy and I, I don't like him, uh, Fogel, uh, Fogel or whatever his name, Vogel will come in. Uh, you know, David Fisdale, you know, he's, you know, he has head coach experience coming in as an assistant. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, you know, I, I, you know, we could see some of those guys come in and just help be a veteran presence for this guy that is going to make his debut. And like you said, I, I don't know if it really necessarily make a difference, but uh, it definitely could make a difference. I, I'm not, I'm not sold on it a hundred percent, but I'm not hitting the panic button real quick. We've heard some rumors this week because we still have that open roster spot training camp starting. Who do you think? I, I have my guy that I think they should bring back, and well, I kind of hinted at it. I have a guy that I think they should bring in, uh, but who do you think is a good guy? I know we've done this a bunch of times, but and getting closer, who do you think they're going to bring in? Is your guy Jay Crowder? Him? My guy is Jay Crowder. I've been hearing. A, I've been hearing some. I've been seeing some smoke to that fire, so I'm kind of wondering if that's the move. That's because I'm fanning the flames, Danny Football. Yeah. I'm fanning <laughs> the flames to that rumor. I want. I want. I just think he fits what we need. He's a, he plays defense. He's off the bench. He's bigger. You know, we need some size off the bench. He can score it a little bit. He's been in the NBA finals. He brings veteran leadership. He's been in the system. So he kind of knows what we're trying to do, has some experience with some of these young guys, not really with Tatum, not, but it played with, uh, you know, Brown played with Al play with raw play with Marcus like your main guys he has some experience with and he played I mean he he's he's a he's a winner dude I know he doesn't win the big dance he's more of a bridesmaid never a bride but he makes it far in the playoffs every year and whenever team he's on and I think that's exactly what we need to be that last guy off the bench especially lacking a veteran experienced coach bring in some players with veteran experience we've talked about it for years on the show that I wish the Celtics bench was more veteran led and they've done that in the last two years, but I think he would be a great addition to this team. Yeah. I think I, that nails it on the, I mean, you nailed it. It's, it's just like Horford. Like there were certain guys on those 20, those mid 2010 teams, like Crowder just works. Like Marcus Morris just worked. Like there were certain guys on those teams that just like fit the mold. And I wouldn't be opposed to bringing that guy back. Bring some toughness on the bench, off the bench. I, I, I'd like to see, I'd, I'd like to see Jay Crowder come back, but I, I think they should bring back a big, at least, especially for the first couple months when we're not the first month or two, when we don't have Rob, they're going to need some help with size. True. So True. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, training camp starting in the next couple weeks. So we'll have to see who they bring in. 
All right, let's move on to our final segment of the night, the people's topic. It's the people's topic, baby! People's topic. So for people's topic, you can write it on our Instagram and Twitter page, at Big Red Zone. Leave us a comment, let us know what you're talking about. Jack said uh, Celtic situation. We just talked about that. That's all good. Ed, as a, I wish Kevin was here for this one, uh, but uh, this is a good question. I don't know if you're into these, but he said, "Big Brother or Survivor? Who's the superior show?" I can't, I can't speak on this. This is all you, man. This is a tough one for me. I, I think Survivor has the longevity. Survivor's been on longer. It started earlier. Uh, it has more seasons. They do it a couple seasons a year. It's Survivor's tough, man. It's, I, I will say, say there's a UML alum on Survivor this year. Who? Noelle Lambert, I think her name is. Oh, yeah. Oh, now I know who I'm rooting for now. There you go. Jeez. Go blue. Go blue. Yeah, so, I mean, Survivor, I got in Survivor first over Big Brother, but if I was going to, I don't know, that's tough, man. That's too tough of a question. Those are my two, that's like 1A and 1B. Mm. The too 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 tough of a question. Since Kevin was on, I gotta go Big Brother. We'll, there we'll, we go. We'll, there we we'll, go. We'll show loyalty to our guy. Forgot almost forgot Paige. Paige wrote in. Almost skip Paige. Sitting with the, some Celtics. How will the, this? Just, I'm gonna get through all these. She has a couple questions and then a comment. How will the C's coaching change impact the season? Are you surprised by Missoula? You surprised Missoula was the choice. Also, subtle flex. I know him, so it's kind. Of, that's kind of cool. Friend great of Paige flex. is the great head flex, coach Paige. of uh, great flex. That's a great flex. Had new head Paige is friends with the head, uh, new head coach of the Celtics. Maybe she can hook us up with some tickets. Stamp of approval right there. That's all you need to hear. Uh, I'm sold, Paige. You sold me on him. I I, I don't need to. I take you know. I I know we weren't really that phased by him, but you know what? I'm sold on him even more. <laughs> there we go. Friend of the he's now a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Friend of Paige is a friend of the pod. That's what I have to say. Uh, last one comes from Joseph underscore Celia. He writes, hope you're still accepting people's topics. Joseph underscore Celia, we are always accepting people's topics for you. Uh, who's an athlete you will never respect and why? Damn. That's a, coming for the jugular. Who's an athlete you will never respect and why? Damn. Holy shit. Wow. That's a tough one. Uh, man, who's an athlete I'll never respect? Um, man, Come to um, I'll never respect Matt Cook for nearly paralyzing Mark Savard. How about that? That's a good one. Never respect That's a him. Very good, Matt Cook. Wow. I mean, a lot of my, a lot of my like player grudges I've kind of gotten over. Like I used to be like I used to hate McDomican Sue. I thought he was just a scumbag, but he's kind of sold me in the last couple of years. Um, I'll never respect him. Why, man? Who's the Who's the guy that took out Brady's knee? T.J. Pollard was that his name? Yeah, that sounds right. I might be wrong yeah. on that last name. Hold on. I guess I'll say who. 
Tony, no, not Tony Pollard. He's playing right now. Jesus Christ. What the hell was that? Wait, is it an athlete? Bernard Pollard. Bernard Pollard. Bernard Pollard. Pollard. Yeah, Pollard sounded right. Um, I guess I'll go him because he, he tried to hurt, take out my guy. It, well, he took out my guy. He took out Brady and Gronk, didn't he? I think he hurt both of them, yeah. So throw him on the list. I don't know. I That's throw a tough question. List. I'd love to hear Joseph underscore Celia's. Um, I'd like to hear his uh, take on this question. Would you like to hear him answer the questions? We gotta get him on the show. We have we could just have Joseph underscore Celia handle the people's topic. We can have it in person. Have get Love to have him ask it in person. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I was never an A Rod guy, but I like can at least like respect what he did. You know, I don't know. Tough one, tough one. Good question. Good people's topic questions. Uh, remember, you can write in our Instagram and Twitter page at Big Red Zone. Leave us a comment. Give us a follow. Let us know what you want to talk about. Also, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe and hit the like button on this video as well as all the other videos. You can also find us on TikTok. And make sure you please tell a friend. My thanks to Kevin for joining again and Danny Football as always. Have a great weekend.